0: Welcome to another episode of What is Hashimoto's with Dr. Martin Rutherford. To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com. And now, here's Dr. Rutherford. So Hashimoto's and SIBO. SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I assume most of you know that or you probably wouldn't be clicking on Hashimoto's and SIBO. And it's one of those um, very important things to know about. But again, uh, it it really needs to be put in context and because what occurs with these types of conditions, and it's been ever since people came out with the 4R program, remove, replace, the, the most people know the no, I did the. Le- it's now it's a leaky called the leaky gut program. Um, the leaky gut program was enough maybe back in the seventies and eighties, but but it's really not enough now. SIBO is much more involved than leaky gut, but SIBO is one of the can be one of the big causes of leaky gut. But my point is going to be, we have a SIBO program, we have oral tolerance programs online, we have we have so many different programs now. I now have patients coming in here who have done them all (laughs) and they're they're still sitting here. (laughs) So uh, coming in here to try to find out what's going on. A lot of it is about the order in which you attack something and SIBO is kind of up there with Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is, is for, for those of you who are tuning in here who may not know what Hashimoto's is, it's an immune attack against your thyroid, and without getting into it too heavily, the battle when you go to a functional medicine practitioner is the immune system first. In most cases, it's the immune system first, and so where is seventy percent of the immune system? It's in you know it's 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 in the linings, uh, particularly of your intestines barrier uh, linings in your intestines, some of it's on the inside of your lungs. But the mi- biggest part is, is in the intestines, which is why the leaky gut stuff came about because early on, people started realizing that when their guts got better, their Hashimoto symptoms started to clear up. Uh, this went along with the gluten issue. You know, we, we thought we were really hot years ago. We would go like, hey, get off of gluten. First of oh my God, it feels so much better. We go, ah, we're bad, we know. And now we know it's a lot more t- than it's a gluten, uh, than just gluten, and that, and that the person who gets off of gluten and feels wonderful um, is, is maybe 10% of the people walk in here, or 5% and that there was more to that. SIBO is kind of like the new uh, holy grail in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and there are a lot of programs on, online for it. And, and they're good, they're good programs, except SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. so. SIBO can be caused by thyroid problem. SIBO can be caused by stress. Stress responses paralyze your stomach and your intestines because when you're in fight flight, sh- the, the, the stress response stops you from having to move your bowels or urinate because you're in fight flight. Uh, and, and, and Hypothyroidism, which most Hashimoto's patients become hypothyroid when, when before, long before the attack Takes its toll. This the immune system. This is the thyroid. Long before this attack takes its toll and damages this this thyroid mecha, me, uh, mechanism, um, you'll get hypothyroid symptoms. Both of those will slow down your gut. Both of those are they're like the one in, they're like the number one and two causes of constipation. Like stress, hypothyroid. I mean, if you have constipation, the first thing you want to look for is is those two things. Okay, that oh, even over dehydration and all those other types of things. So now, so now it dampens that and, and uh, uh, that that movement. So you get the constipations. It slows down that movement, and then you get an imbalance in bacteria in in your stomach. And then here we go back to these vicious cycles. You'll, you 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 start getting a, an imbalance in bacteria because because things are that are supposed to be detoxifying and getting into the toilet are not. So that alters your your intestines. Now the next thing you know. Low thyroid function, uh, stress also causes you to not have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach. One of the things that your stomach does is it sterilizes your food. It's not sterilizing your food. SIBO is a bad bacteria and, 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 it can, and it can cause um, you to alter chemistry that will cause that. Um, those bacteria to fulminate in your intestines. Now, a lot of you are going, well, I read it and SIBO is actually intestines that come back through the valve and it goes back into the into the, into the gut. And it's true too. And that's true too. That, but that is when you're in a stress response, it shuts that valve between your large intestines and your small intestine because it doesn't want you to poop. It wants the poop to stay in your, in your, in your small intestines. But it also affects other aspects of your bacterial physiology too, and all of that comes together to uh, to cr- to create a response with SIBO. And and, and so having said all that, SIBO is kind of like when the person comes in, SIBO is like top of the list. It's like almost the top of the top of the top of the list that you want to take care of. Somebody comes in here, they have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's almost like we just we just pull the brakes. Everything stops until we take care. of of the small intestinal bacteria. But what I'm having that come in here is, people are like, well, I did that. I felt better for a while, and it didn't work. So I mean, I, I don't do that again. Well, we're gonna do that again, but we're gonna do it in the right order. Because again, if you have issues with stress, if you have other things that are causing your stomach to not be able to work right, that are causing your stomach to not be able to sterilize food, many of these things will alter the valve function between the large intestine, the small intestine and large intestines, which will then cause the, the, the bacteria uh, to back up into the small intestines and give you small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Those issues have to be addressed at the same time that you are addressing the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. How do you know if you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth? Gas and bloating. I, I mean, the number one thing is gas and bloating. Are there other things that cause gas and bloating? Yes, but a lot of times they're they're occurring because of the SIBO. You can get gas and bloating because you don't have enough pancreatic enzymes. You can get gas and bloating because your gallbladder is not working properly. It's the timing of it. But if you have gas and bloating almost every time you eat, or after you take probiotics, or after you eat vegetables, or starches, or sugars, that's all I need to know because the SIBO test is it's not super accurate. If it tells you you have it, you have it. But if it tells you you don't have it. About fifty percent of the time, you still do have it. So the best thing is like it's gas and bloating. It's like the, it is like a it's it. A lot of people say it's the number one cause of constipation. I would say it's not because I think it's being caused by the thyroid and or the stress response in the first place. And then it's off to the races. You can get you can get constipation. You can get diarrhea. Second like most common cause of irritable bowel syndrome after. Stress. <laughs> so so they're kinda like so they're kinda like together. It can actually paralyze your enteric nervous system. Th- those of you have heard about the second brain that's running your gut. So boom, here we go. We have constipation. It will cause your gallbladder to not work right. Boom. Next thing you know, you got floating stools. You're not or you're not digesting your fats and you're not digesting your fish oils and you're burping them up and you're getting itching because your gallbladder is not working right. And it can cause depression. It could cause weight gain. (laughs) SIBO can cause weight gain, either directly or indirectly by, and all of this is affecting your immune response, which is affecting your Hashimoto's. So um, it can cause chronic pain. How many of you have chronic pain who have Hashimoto's? Like 80% of you have chronic pain who have Hashimoto's. It can cause prediabetes because these bad bacteria will cause your insulin to not work right. And you're the vegetarian who's so happy to be a vegetarian and I'm all over it. I was a vegetarian for 18 years and I'm probably gonna go back to that someday. That's a whole nother story. But the point being that you start eating these vegetables, they start giving you gas and bloating, you start getting the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That alters your insulin response and here is this thin vegetarian who eats better than 99% of the human race. They go to the doctor and the doctor goes, you got prediabetes. And you go like, that's impossible. No, it's not, that's SIBO. That's SIBO. And depression, this will cause, this will cause you to make lipopolysaccharides. Those are the bad, those are the cell walls of the bacteria when they break down. And then when they break down, they get through your leaky gut because everybody who has SIBO has a leaky gut. And then that goes out in the system, causes inflammation, causes autoimmunity, can cause Hashimoto's, but it definitely can cause depression because these lipopolysaccharides can get into your brain and cause you um, uh, like brain fog. Oh, this sounds like a lot of my Hashimoto's. <laughs> it's like, right. Because people always go like, how can the thyroid cause all that? Well, the thyroid doesn't cause all that. The thyroid causes all of this, which then causes all that. It can cause iron deficiency anemia. It can cause B12. Anemia. Well, how, how come I, how come, you know, I take B12 and, and it's, and, 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 and every time I go get a check that my doctor says I need a shot or I need iron or, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a meat eater. I can, and, and, you know, so, I'm, so it affects the physiology of how the meat is, is broken down. You have SIBO, you have leaky gut, maybe you're not absorbing it. I mean, it's, 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 it's insane how many things that the small intestinal bacterial growth can cause. And all of it is in tandem in a vicious cycle with your thyroid. Thyroid can promote the environment, that creates the small intestinal bacterial growth. And then all these vicious cycles that I just talked about, they kind of, they got to fold back on, onto your Hashimoto's. And, and it's high because, because what are you going to, what are you going to go after? Are you going to go after SIBO? Or are you going to go after leaky gut? You're going to go after SIBO because it's probably at least a part of what's causing your leaky gut. Are you going to go over that stomach? Are you, are you going to take care of that stomach? Or are you going to take care of SIBO? You're probably going to take care of the SIBO. Are you going to, what are you going to? So SIBO is way up there, but you have to do the SIBO and know what things are gonna sabotage you from number one to getting better for any length of time or what's gonna cause it to come back. And believe me, it comes back. I mean, I see it all the time. I've seen people go, I, 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 it's come back four times. It's like, yeah, because you haven't done any sort of our stuff. So SIBO is a big deal. It is a big, 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 big deal. But it's something that, again, I go, as, as my colleagues and my, my mentor would say, a, a mature, experienced functional medicine practitioner will not tiptoe into a case like Hashimoto's until you know the entire picture of that and then you can attack that in the proper order. SIBO is way up there. There are only one or two things above SIBO that I'm going to attack first if, uh, if, if the SIBO is there. So it's, it, it really is. It deserves the attention that it's getting. But still, it's still part of the big picture and you have to know the big picture first if you want to get rid of it and stay rid of it. All right, that's bone Hashimoto's. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What is Hashimoto's? To find out more on any of our topics or for information on scheduling a consultation with Dr. Rutherford, please visit us at whatishashimoto's.com.